Welcome to episode four. Is this four now? I think you need to start that over. Yeah, that's <laughs> not it. <laughs> actually, I'm actually gonna keep that in there. Welcome to episode four of Land of the Hopeless. Oh, wait, it's been a bit of a long break for us. I believe what three weeks if X is keeping count. Uh, it's two. Okay, two. Sorry. Yeah, no, but we're not counting over here. You know, I'm counting. Um, <laughs> so how's everyone been? Good. Work's been good. Life is good. I'm alive. <laughs> so, alive in here. Okay. Okay. Busy. <laughs> but I'm here. Busy, but he's here. That's good. That's good. Uh, So, a lot of things have happened over the last two weeks. Uh, We're not going to get to touch on every all of it. We might. I don't know. We'll see where this goes. Uh, Once we get into our conversation, I feel like it's going to get pretty crazy. Um... So I want to kick it off with, you know, the most recent event, that being the BET Awards. Uh, two of us have not seen it. Two of us have. Uh, I will start, um, I guess. Uh, I liked them. I actually enjoyed them. I didn't think I was going to like them. It was actually pretty pretty well done. Um, uh, the most takeaway moments I had from it would be the Tyler Perry speech. Uh, Burn a man's a burn a boy, whatever the hell, burn a man boy. His mama, uh, her little one liner, and the Nipsey uh tribute at the end with uh his mom. Uh, a lot of people felt like she was yammering on, but it was just I think it was more of a like a subconscious flow of words. She wasn't really there. She was just letting I guess her spirit speak. So it did kind of come off as like a rambling to me. Yeah, I saw stuff about that, but I didn't know what they were talking about. Well, I mean, I, I think people, um, they really don't understand, like, the spiritual level of things. Like, when you, when somebody's, like, really within themselves, like, they're, they know themselves spiritually, um, some people, they're not really on that level, and they can't relate. So, first thing they do is act ignorant, mm. really. But um, I just want to go on record now and say that I'm one of the people that didn't watch, but I did kind of prior to this watch videos and stuff like that. So yeah, I did watch some of the performances as well, not all yeah. of them. So I know I I kind of got the highlights and the recaps, but um, yeah. Okay, you're the only other person that's seen it, so I would like your input. Um, well, I mean, I I enjoy, like you said, the Nipsey tribute. Um, Tyler Perry's speech um, Cardi B's performance was actually good I loved everything she did she she actually said she worked hard on it and you, you can tell you heard that at Cardi <laughs> B performance I loved her outfit yeah, you know outfit I was waiting was for everybody to go ahead and like speak that before I get into it you know I loved her <laughs> outfit first of all what did you like about the outfit it was sexy as hell I loved what made it sexy Everything. The ribcage part, I think, was my, like, favorite part of it. But, I mean, the green definitely looks good on her. She got, like, the purple-blue mm-hmm. hair thing going on. What, you didn't like it, X? Okay. He don't like nothing about Cardi B. But I liked, and, you know, everybody <laughs> wearing the leotards with their ass out. But I like that she threw them little things over her legs, whatever you call them. It looked good. <laughs> Would you like to elaborate? Uh... Well, um, I did watch her performance, and what I will say is that, and this is something that I've always said about Cardi B, is when she gets on stage, she has stage presence, and I I can appreciate that in a I can appreciate that in a performance. Um, 
sister, dude. I do think that she, I'm actually positive that she was lip singing down. But I think okay. one of that. One, I think, <laughs> okay, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> one of the, the reasons why, though, is because I believe, you know, she, I think she does have a thick, heavy accent. You already know she barely can, like, enunciate her words in, in her rap verses. Ooh, okay. So dancing and <laughs> Which singing. Which is nothing wrong kinda, with that. Dancing and singing, that's a lot. That's an art. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, if she's going to lip sync, at least she can do it well. So, like I said before, I do think Cardi B has very good stage presence. When she gets on the stage, she knows how to give a show. And that's good. That's that's good. Because some people can't even do that, a.k.a. Um, Young Miami. But we're going to keep oh. that. We're going to keep it moving. Oh. Okay. Right. Well, um, I did... Too. I definitely noticed the lip singing, especially. I felt like she was trying to uh, play it out with her hair swinging, but I, I didn't see. <laughs> I mean, it was still good, though. But I was like, oh, okay, I see what's going on. <laughs> but, no, she gave a great performance. I loved it. Um, I did feel like at the beginning, the dudes dancing, they were, like, a little off or whatever. I don't know. I feel like the backup dancers were a little off, but, I mean, you know, everybody ain't going to I just feel like I could have did without Offset completely. I'm just going to be honest. Okay. Elaborate. Offset, I feel like Offset could have, we could have saved the clout song. I honestly don't think it's that good at all. But, um, (laughs) and I don't think that Offset's verse is that good. It's not worthy of it. And um, if he's not with the Migos, (laughs) keep that over there. I think this was Cardi's time to shine. I didn't really see Offset at all. And yeah, that's just how I feel about that. But that's just my opinion, you know. I mean, my One focus man. was definitely more on uh, Cardi than off. Yeah. But, you know, that's she cute. She got on stage. She stole the show. And it was her. She should have opened that show. I felt like she was trying to have a J and B moment. Like when Beyonce um, opened up the BET Awards way back in the day. I don't think that's fair comparison. It's not. But it's I not, feel but like they know, were trying. She's she trying to be there. Yes, yeah, oh. they were trying to be that, you know, that level of having a moment with, you know, your significant other on the BET Awards opening up the show just like J and B did. And completely, Offset's just the wrong dude. He's the wrong guy. It's just like, I, I could do without him completely. Yeah, he corny. That's what <laughs> yeah, he's super corny. The whole Migos is corny. Oh. And if they ever get the chance to listen to this podcast, y'all are corny. I'm K. And I'm um, going to co-sign on that. I'm X. So in case y'all ever are listening. <laughs> I'm B, and we're going to change the topic. <laughs> um, no, hey, no, 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 no. I I something I want to say about the BET Awards, though, um, something that I feel like doesn't really get commented on often was the blue carpet. Now, yes. I didn't really watch, I didn't really watch, like I said, I didn't watch it, but I was catching all of this on Twitter, like the feed and stuff like that. And I, I something that I do pay attention, I do pay attention to fashion a lot, like what people are wearing. Um, just guys though. I don't really look at the females like that, but the guys, and it looked like the trend, the trend this year was guys were wearing the suits and with no undershirts, which is something that, which is a credit to Migos because Migos kind of started that at these award shows, like showing up with the suits on, no undershirts, just the jewelry being blinged out and stuff like that. So, I mean, I mean, it's cool. But the only people, the only person that really, really like got it together, like hit the nail on the head, was the baby. The baby killed it on the red carpet, like that, like what he had. That's some shit that I would wear. Like honestly, I was like, damn, bro, like that. He was fly, so I had to give credit to that man. He 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 did that for his BET appearance, at least. I think that was his first BET appearance as well. Yeah, and y'all know he went platinum. 
He went platinum. No. That Are we talking about the sure. baby or little baby? The baby. The baby. Okay. Baby. I'm not gonna lie. I I get uh, <laughs> <laughs> little duh. You know? it's, a, it's a lot of them, but you know duh. <laughs> None of them was babies. <laughs> the one that beat your ass up. That dude <laughs> beat you the fuck up. <laughs> that one. His he performance was good too. He's done, he murdered someone. Okay. Yeah, he did. <laughs> Oh, I believe it. Actually, now. <laughs> I believe it. He um, killed them outside of a Walmart. So oh, I, now I don't know him. I don't know him. I know you mentioned uh, what was that uh, Jamaican dude that won the award and his mom. Burner, Burner boy. Yeah, he's from Ghana, I believe. Well, how did you feel about um, her? The I guess the acceptance speech with that about his mom saying that before you were anything, you are African. Yeah. Oh, oh, this is a good topic. All right, so <laughs> get, re- get ready for this. Buckle. Get in. ready for me All too. Right. Let's have y'all ready so, for that. Here's my take on the term African American. I am not African American. I am American. Yes, my ancestry might trace back to Africa, but that is so far removed from where I feel like I am now that I should be referred to as American, and that's going to be my hot take. Interesting. Anybody else want to elaborate on that? Well, I'm not from Puerto Rico, but I I consider myself Puerto Rican, even though I was born in New York, along with my mother who was born in New York. My father was born in Puerto Rico, along with my grandparents, but I still claim Puerto Rican. Well, I mean, but your lineage is from Puerto Rico, so it's not that far removed. Now, when we speak African-American in terms of recent history, that is probably like about, you know, three, four, five generations. I'm not a mathematician. So don't fucking crucify me. But it ain't three though. Mm-hmm. But it's cool, bro. You got it. I didn't so. say. So you want to expand on a little bit more of how you why you feel that way? Because I mean, there's people who um you know they're from their parents and their sisters or whatever they're from other countries, but they still claim to be from well to you know well, claim them. My parents are from America. Their parents are from America. Now, maybe my grandma's parents might not have been from America, possibly. Uh, it might be the generation before that one. But, I mean, at this point, you know, our roots are, you know, traced back to, you know, Brooklyn, Harlem, and things like that. So, I'm not African-American. I'm American. I'm from New York. <laughs> I mean, so I ain't from Africa. You're from Africa. <laughs> <laughs> shout out rest in peace John, John um, Singleton um, definitely nah but I actually agree with Barrett on this one the only thing is that I'm not gonna like just solely like single it out to be like that I'm an American my what I normally refer to myself as as a black American I'm a black American and the reason why I say that huh I don't even like the term black, honestly, either. That That's cool. For me, though, I like to <laughs> refer to myself as a black American because that is a distinct. All right. There's a distinct. Um, what am I trying to say? Experience with being a black American, just like there's a distinct experience with being a black British, a British person or whatever. Right. There's a. There's a distinct um, thing, and I think what it gets lost through translation, because just like the lady on the BET Awards said, you know, before you were anything, you were African, which may be true. But with through time, you know, we had to 
we tried to pass down as much as we could through generations and generations. And through the time, we just kind of created our own culture Definitely. here. Mm-hmm. And we had to survive here. And we did that. And I do feel like, um, to an extent, so many people look down on Black American. And I'm going to be real specific when I say Black American culture, because <laughs> Black American culture here in today's age is so profitable now. It makes so much money now. You know, when we're talking about in the in the eyes of rap and hip hop, this was at a time considered a fad. At a time, time it was considered looked down upon to even listen that to it wasn't hip-hop. Like you yeah, like it wasn't even gonna last. And now look at look at everybody, they want a piece. Everybody wants to make money off of this. And I do consider hip hop black American culture because it started here. And it started with poetry and it started with these poets telling their stories and expressing themselves, which has always been a thing with Black Americans that descend from American chattel slavery. We've always connected with music. Shout out Harlem. You know, through Negro spirituals, through all of that. So our culture, our culture has been, you know, stifled by everybody, including foreign Blacks that come over here that are quick to use that, oh, but we're all Black and, oh, we all stem from Africa. Yes, that may be true. But us as Black Americans, we have a distinct experience here in America. So, yes, we're Americans, but we're Black, and that's a distinct experience. It's quite different. And that's my opinion on that. I mean... Sorry, that was ended. <laughs> no, I mean, there's definitely things that... Um, the similarities, not just, like, the things that y'all go through, just being looked at upon your skin color um, that they also have to mm-hmm. deal with. Um, but there are major things that separate you and I get that um the people who were mm. not did not come to America under slavery and stuff like that that didn't have to go through everything that um they did and uh the history behind it it's the as you refer to black american history not african and now don't get me wrong I don't have no issue with people calling themselves african american I personally don't call myself african american because I have no ties to Africa, to that land. I don't know that land at all. Like I was born and raised in America. My parents were born and raised and so on and so forth. Like I said, you know, my roots descend from slaves. Like I'm a descendant of American chattel slavery. So that, that in itself, that's enough for me. So I don't, I don't really associate with that, but I can appreciate, you know, African culture, I can appreciate stuff like that because yeah. I know that that's where we By come no from. By no means am I shitting on like yeah. I'm just saying in Same. my personal opinion, I would, would like not to be referred to as African American because I know nothing, like X said of that land, I know bits and pieces of that culture and you know I. it's not that I don't <clears> want <throat> to know it or that I won't ever take the time to get to know it it's just that at this point in my life, I'm not there yet. I kind of want to stem from that. Um, recently, you know, X was talking about, you know, some feedback he had got on um, from one of the people he talked to. And they said that they kind of wanted to see more of the um, Latina side of me, you know, voicing more of the Hispanic, you know, kind of views on it. And I'm all for that. And that actually made me feel really good. <coughs> but at the same time, I kind of expressed to X, and I think I talked to you about it to be that, even though I, cl- I I'm Puerto Rican, I claim Puerto Rican. I'm proud to be a Puerto Rican, but I was not raised with that deep background. My mom separated from her family while we was all kids, and 
she was working double jobs. We was going to school. Spanish was my primary language at first, but I lost it going to school. And not to put, I, I don't want to like put any fault on my mama because she was a hardworking mom that did what she could. But we just didn't really grow up like just with that instilled in us, you know? So mm-hmm. even though I definitely want to reach more into myself with being Puerto Rican and just getting back to like just getting the roots for that not only for myself but for my kids because you know as I sit here saying that my mom didn't do this for me now I'm also uh, not doing it for my kids so it is something that I definitely want to like reach down into um, for myself and for them but I also for you guys whoever's listening and you know also agrees with wanting that Latina background I don't want to front something that is not like core to me you know I'll reach that in due time whenever it happens, you know, but I'm just not going to, you know, be like, okay, that's what they want. I'm going to just, you know, Google some stuff and try to give it to them, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, a lot of of people like to, I guess, you know, pick, you're like, you're not Puerto Rican enough or you're not black. Yeah. That you're like that, Uh, which kind of leads me to my next point. Are we done with BET though? Yeah, we still. E.T. Yeah. Uh, now, oh, okay. the point is that uh, the whole Leah versus Denzel Washington and people like that. Uh, X, this is your time to shine again. Oh. Um, my opinion on it, uh, personally, I feel like Lena Dunham, or not Lena Dunham, but Lena Waithe, that's her mm. name. Uh, Lena Waithe, I feel like she is, um, her comments were very ignorant. Um, me as someone to hope to one day be in that realm of being amongst black creators. Um, the way she can was I pa- wording can I pause everything you real quick? I'm sorry, said. I don't mean to interrupt, but can yeah, you just freshen no, me up fine. on what it is that we're talking about real quick? Because I don't think I'm familiar with the current. <clears throat> so basically what happened is Lena Waithe had, um, she made some comments in regards to Will Smith and Denzel Washington saying that they um, basically, long story short, is that they haven't been promoting um, Black creators and trying to um, tell Black stories. They've been more so promoting like, like commercial white, Yeah, commercial things. And she said that she's been opening doors and being a trailblazer and this and that. And to me, I just feel like that, like, you know, you, in one instant, you're tearing down a Black person, another Black person to build yourself up. Like, to try to, like, big yourself up. Like, oh, I'm a trailblazer. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. But on the flip side, you know, you got this movie coming out called Queen and Slim that's about these two black people in America that um, that are basically Bonnie and Clyde because they end up killing a cop who obviously was doing um, police brutality towards them. But long story short, you got this movie coming out about that and you casted two black British people to play two black americans mm-hmm. now we have this we have this story going on with black americans and black Trigger. actors where they're not they're not getting work you know what i'm saying mm. because people in hollywood genuinely believe and they think that actors in british in britain they're more critically trained and they're cheaper so they tend to cast them hence why you have your winston dukes you got your um lapita niangos you got your daniel kaluuya's playing in these roles that are specific to black American culture. And it just poses that question that Samuel Jackson had. And I don't think anything was wrong with it, but all foreign blacks got pressed about it. 
they that you know what would these roles be like if there was a black person playing them that has direct ties to the story that we're telling that can bring something a little extra into it but that's just how I feel about Lena Waithe. It's just like you, you're calling them out on one hand, but at the same, on the, on the flip side, you're doing, the, you're doing nothing. So what makes you think that you're even in the place to even call out people that kind of open doors for you and you're not doing well, no maybe in her, in my Maybe eyes. in her eyes, it's just like she cast in Black people, so it just is what it black. is. Yeah, like she's probably not separate. I'm I'm just saying maybe she's not separating, mm. oh, these are black Americans and these are black British, you know. It's just she cast them black, so in her mind she's still doing what she needs to be doing. But you and I get to because I don't see the, 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 like the uh box office draw. You uh when you you're like casting people that are of lesser name or things like that, uh you're probably not gonna get as much people to come see the story. But if we're being honest, if we're being honest, um, when Daniel Kaluuya first hit the scene, it was Get Out. That was the first time I actually remember him. Apparently, he was in Black Mirror prior to that. But I don't really remember him like that. And all it takes is one movie. That was that one movie for him that kind of set him off. You know what I'm saying? That somebody easily could have took the opportunity to give people like these struggling Black actors out here. Like there there are Black actors that are getting work. Like the guy, um, what is I can't remember his name right now off the top of my head. He's the director of Moonlight. He did a Bill Street could talk. He consistently casts black American actors, and so does Spike Lee. But I'm just saying, like, if there wasn't a trend here, like there's a trend. There's a constant trend that's going on with um these movies that are getting the push, that are getting these accolades, and they're not, and now one of them you don't really see you know, these black faces, at least one, you know what I'm saying? Like you could at least have one, but no, it's like all of them. I'm like, damn, bro. Like really? Because I know there, there are some bomb actors that are out here right now that are just getting, you know, whatever work they just don't, they don't have the opportunity and it, and it takes that. So if Lena Waithe, if you're trying to be a trailblazer, if you're trying to open up these doors, if you're trying to do shit like that, and especially if you're coming from uh, for Denzel Washington, who has opened the doors and who has given opportunities to black people to lead in movies that he's directed. If you're trying to do that, I'm going to have to see it because with your ass, I don't see you. I don't see you like that. I just see you coddling, really, and doing the same thing, the same, you know, perpetuating in the same conversation that we've been having for years now about what's going on. And then a lot of people it. started calling her out on the whole thing, how she handled the shy with the uh, sexual harassment allegations, how, uh, I forgot what his name is, Jason, whatever, um, Mitchell. wasn't, uh, yeah, it wasn't immediately, I guess, uh, reprimanded or removed from the show because that, apparently that was not his first incident. Wow. I didn't even know about that. <laughs> to be honest, it's like, damn. That's what I'm saying. Like, it's just a, it's an interesting conversation when it comes to Lena Waithe because, you're trying to call somebody out. Now, Will Smith, that's up for debate. But again, I don't see why, like, at the level that she's at, why she didn't feel like she could go and sit down and have an open conversation yeah, with like these phone men. And, and this yeah, take us like, back hey, to our first episode this something we that I'm... about conversation. <laughs> yeah. Like, this. why can't we sit down and have this conversation and just be like, hey, this is just something I noticed, you know, and <laughs> we're in this industry together. How can we change it? How can we do things like this? I don't know why she felt like, okay, well, let me just, you know, call them out on this, on this platform here, vice, 
you know, coming to them, somebody else that's in the industry with them. Instead, like I said, she did that, used their name, and then bigged herself up. And it's just like, that's about that's foul to me. Ooh. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad we get into yeah. Tyler Perry. How do y'all right. feel about that? Uh, I'll start for like I'm So, I'll, I'll step on the ledge first, because I know Eck is going to be right behind me, probably. Um, <laughs> I'm probably <laughs> jumping off. So. I am not. <laughs> I am not a big fan of Tyler Perry movies. I like them. Um, I appreciate what he's done and like who he's become. How he, you know, grinded from the bottom, sleeping in his car to being, be, you know, like this big, this big, you know, I don't gotta say what he is. He's Tyler Perry. Um, yeah. But how I feel about his shows and movies and things, I feel like it. Prope- uh, I I try to use a big word, but I can't pronounce it. Yeah, Perpetuates. I was stuttering. Um, it it just I've reinforces stereotypes. I feel like. And it kind of, it just it's counterproductive to the black image in America. And that's how I feel. Um, I can see that, but at the same time, there's people who ain't got a problem with that, and they're proud of you know like certain shit that is stereotyped. But at the same time, that's just them living their regular life. So I feel like what some people think is just like stereotype stereotyping and making you know their people look bad. Other people like I fuck with it. Okay, how you feel about that? Um, Tyler Perry gonna be Tyler Perry. I mean, I feel like he has the credit, the credibility, excuse, to say and do what he wants. So, I didn't see no problem with it. I just, I felt like it was more uplifting than anything. So, I mean, how I feel about it, I loved his speech. I thought his speech. I thought he had some really interesting points. Yeah. In this speech. Y'all know me. I'm one of these whole people like I'm the type of person and I've been saying this for years, like why the fuck do we need to sit at their table? Why can't we just create our own mm-hmm. goddamn table over here? Why can't we just do our thing over here? We don't need acceptance from them at all. So a lot of the things, a lot of the terms that he was speaking, I really enjoyed. Now, getting into his work, I, I, you know, when Tyler Perry started off, I was into his films. I'm not even gonna lie. I liked them. They were good. They were good, you know, filling films that made me feel good, you know, to watch them because it was different. We weren't seeing like the, the people that were in our movies or that we're used to our black actors, you know, getting these opportunities again, creating opportunities for black American actors to get on the big screen and to get out there and show their talent. We weren't seeing the Gabrielle unions getting casted or the Taraji's being casted or the Kimberly Elise's being casted or vice versa. You know, their male counterparts, we weren't seeing them getting casted in the leads and Tyler Perry was doing that, you know, he was creating these opportunities. And so I do appreciate, you know, that as a black filmmaker, because as somebody, you know, that looks and aspires to be in that realm, though, that's something that I would want to do is to create these opportunities to give these people a chance to showcase their their true talent. But, you know, to me, Tyler Perry, you know, squeaky clean guy, like I said before, I don't appreciate how he handled the um, Monique situation with Lee Daniels and Oprah when they had that whole Precious campaign and, you know, all of them threw Monique under the bus, you know, and instead of coming in and, like, actually helping her. And then recently Tyler Perry finally came out and said, yeah, it was wrong how we handled that and this and that. So that's the only reason why I can give Tyler his tens is because he did admit that he kind of fucked Monique over in that sense, and they did. They blackballed the shit out of her. 
But um, I just feel like, you know, he created a lot of opportunities. As far as does the movies, you know, contribute to like, you know, stereotypes to a certain degree. You know, you got your light-skinned um, guy that's going to come in here and save the day. And then you got your dark-skinned bad dude that's beating the girl's ass. Uh, not in all. Sometimes. Yeah, sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> most, sometimes. Most. That's... <laughs> But let me, you know, that's that's the get up. Before we continue, uh, fuck Oprah. All right, y'all can go ahead. Oh, it's straight shit. Up. <laughs> it's straight up. I mean, <laughs> I don't know. Oprah, <laughs> she opens doors Her recent too. decision-making has been very questionable, so fuck her. Yeah, I feel like you're talking about the- Can you um, just go ahead and talk about what thing. you're talking about? Go ahead. Is that what you're talking about? That, um, what else she did? The whole Michael Jackson shit. When she was so ready to yeah. fucking throw Michael Jackson under the motherfucking bus, and then all of a sudden it was like, oh shit, uh, it ain't time, or we, th- th- that's not what was going on. But you know, like, this ain't nothing new with Oprah, though, if we're really being honest. <laughs> Oprah, um, back in the day when the Exonerated Five, she interviewed the girl, the girl who got um, raped and beat. She interviewed her instead of going to actually put the foot forward to try to get in front of the story and share those boys' story. Mm-hmm. And then now, you know, she wants to do the interview on Netflix, which is really was, interesting. And if you watch it, it feels real scripted. Oh, somebody too. told me it was really good. I mean, it's good, but it just feels, you could tell it's edited oh. and cut and all types of shit. It's just like, I was like, okay. But um, she's always been that way. And even with uh, Monique, <laughs> when Mo- that shit went down with Monique, she put, she brought Monique's family, like extended family, onto her show. To kind of like interview them, and they just bad mouth Monique that entire time, mm. and it was just like, what are, what are you doing, Oprah, for real? Like, what are you, what are you really doing? So I can agree with you, Barrett, on that. Like, it's just like where, like, her intentions, like, it's just not clear. I feel like she just tries to align herself with you know with pop culture. Well, I mean, that's gotten her to you know billionaire status, but at she this level that you, huh? What'd you say? Says she ain't for the coaches. Yeah, well, at this point, you know, you can't nobody touch you, Oprah. So, you know, start, well, maybe this is the true her, I guess, but I don't know. I, when I see people get to this, like that stat type of stature, I would like to see them, you know, reach back a little more. Kind of like Jay. Jay just right. made the billion, and he already see, you know, he's, he's very, very visible now. He, yeah. he used to do a lot mm-hmm. of things behind the scenes, but I, I feel like now it's just like you can't ignore his, his presence anymore. Yeah. So a lot more stories are starting to come out. And, he, and the fact that he has the platform that he has now, he's not afraid to, you know, let it be known. Like, this is what I'm doing. You can't do nothing to me. Yeah. Yeah. It's just it's interesting, though, when you when you talk about Oprah, it just doesn't seem genuine. And I don't know, something about uh, watching Oprah interview people is cringy to me. I don't know what it is. Like, I, I don't know. I, I hate watching her interviewing someone because it's just really cringy. It's just like, ugh. Like, something about your energy while watching your interview just feels off to me. So, I don't know. Fuck you. That's just... <laughs> I wouldn't necessarily say all that. I mean, this is no, no diss to people that love... I know there's people that love Oprah and feel like she, you know, she opened a lot of doors. You know, she's the first black woman to, you know, do all these things. And I get it. That's cool. Like, you know, I'm just just calling how I see. Yeah, that's just how I see with Oprah. Uh, on yeah, uh, you know, with the whole jail thing and uh, with Jay Z, uh, that Meek Mill documentary looks like it's gonna be really good. It premieres August 9th on Amazon Prime. I will be 
to the end. Oh. I will be too. I, I actually didn't even know about it until you said something. I just I didn't know, but I'm definitely gonna be tuning in. Did you watch the trailer? It was good. Yeah, trailer's pretty good. I haven't even seen that. Thanks, come so. on. <laughs> yeah, somebody want to send me the link. I got you, you. Know, Somebody want right. to send me the link. Right I'm more than I'm happy. On it. Don't say no more. <laughs> <laughs> send me say the less. link. It's I'm okay. more than happy. Don't worry. <laughs> um. What else was? Wait, are we still on BT? I feel like we're yeah. Still I feel BET like we kind of missed out on a lot. Of these, shit uh, happened. Um, these performances. I feel like the most important thing yeah, was the, you know, I don't know. I mean, pre- uh, performances. I guess I wasn't really focused on that. Uh, that's like my favorite. I mean, that's the yeah. that's the BET. I'll be paying attention. Like Lizzo. Lizzo was so Lizzo had me hyped. I think she had the best performance. I think performance, she did period. her fucking shit, and you know, yeah. I'm I'm happy that you know the way she embodies herself, her presence. You know, this whole not to like whatever big girls, yeah. whatever, but uh, she nope. definitely Ooh. gives that. Ooh. She definitely gives like a good I figure said- for people to like look up to, especially you know. I feel like a lot of times people can you know their self image is a big thing for mm-hmm. them, and I love that she just takes it all in and she looked great she did her thing when she started throwing her little ass and them little things on the side of her little thing was like shaking around i was like okay and on the flute too i just can't. yeah on, on the, the flute. flute you know when how much air it takes to blow through that i was like oh the band nerd and me yeah, was like, yeah I, honestly right, me too because to it takes a lot <laughs> yeah. to blow through a fucking flute. i had to clap and she fucking dancing and throwing ass so i give her props i had to clap and you know it's real when um rihanna gets out her seat come on rihanna the only reason why rihanna was there was because mary j blige asked mm-hmm. her to be there if we're being honest yeah because she presented <laughs> her because she presented her yeah <laughs> i thought that was all mary I, that wasn't no bet I thought what you said? I thought Rihanna was about to drop something on us. I was like, "Oh, she's here. So it's got to be." Something. Nah. <laughs> so what is what I is that, that um, thing about? Like, why is she not showing up? Who? Rihanna. Like what? that. It was such a big surprise that she was even at the beach. Well, here. she's been pretty busy. She's been doing a whole lot. And yeah. Okay, I'll just make sure you know, like underlying. Well, I don't know. I mean, it probably is because the last time Rihanna came over, came to the BET Awards, she was pressed. She was really mad about the production and excuse me how organ unorganized they were but i mean i hate saying that and it's a black show you know because nobody really says that about the vmas or like all these other fucking things but i mean it is what it is people just wanted a better show and I, apparently this show was a lot better it was, a lot it was more organized which is good that's good to hear even though i didn't watch it so maybe yeah. next year Maybe if they will, um, you know, get their reps to stop disrespecting black women like it's nothing. Mm-hmm. Especially black women that consistently support their show. Hopefully next year. Hopefully they'll learn. Is this a Nicki Minaj thing? Um, it's, it started there, but I mean, I'm, you know, I don't forget. So I mean what I say. When I say I'm not going to do something, I mean that shit. Because I really, that shit kind of rubbed me the wrong way. I didn't really understand how necessary Let's that recap. was. but. Thanks. Recap. So, um, recap back, 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 back when the Grammys happened and Cardi B Mm -hmm. won her Grammy or whatever, which that's a whole conversation Mm -hmm. in itself. But she won her Grammy. And um, instead of BET, whoever their intern was, whoever it was, instead of them tweeting and congratulating Cardi on her win because, you know, she had won, you know, 
that award. It was a big deal for Cardi B's brand. Um, they took the time to bring Nicki Minaj into that entire situation. And, you know, oh, pretty much they, disrespecting like, Nicki. Yeah, okay, yeah, they disrespected that. the fuck out of her. And that shit, I was like, yo. And pretty much everybody on Twitter was like, huh? You know, this is BET, you know, Black Entertainment. Yeah. And here it is. is and, and this is no shade, you know, to, you know, foreign people or whatever. But, you know, here it is. You, you got Cardi B up here that y'all bigging up. And then you got a Black girl over here that has been consistently supporting the BET Awards. Shows up to the BET Awards when people weren't even watching. People were like, the BET, BET Awards are whack. BET Awards are, you know, unorganized. Shit like that you know, was constantly supporting them. And then y'all jumped to the fence to disrespect her for this chick that just finally got into the game. That's new, like a freshman. And I just felt like that was disrespectful. But then again, if I'm now that I'm looking back on it, that was the constant trend with everybody when it came to Nicki, Mon- Nicki Minaj last year. Everybody to me was disrespecting the fuck out of her and nobody had any respect towards her just for the things that she did. And I just felt like that was, I was like, wow. I was like, but it was really jarring to see like, you know, BET, you know, black entertainment do that to somebody like that. So I was just like, damn. So right then and there, I decided, I was like, I don't really give a fuck. I don't really care about the BET Awards because that's some bullshit. All right. So I'm going to push you in this direction. Hope you're ready. Uh, (laughs) So do you not view uh, Cardi B as, I guess, quote unquote, black? Or part of the urban experience? <laughs> uh, I do consider her a part of the urban experience because she is uh, she is making music. She is making music in our genre. So that is a part of, you know, that is a part of the urban experience. But do I, do I um, think that she's Black? <laughs> I know a lot of people don't feel away about this. Hell no. Nah. So do you, not, do you think... Hell no. Nah. Nah. What'd you say? Natalie's not black. Uh, no, I don't get that vibe oh, from Natalie. Even though Natalie, but I don't never feel like Natalie's trying to force that, you know, force that agenda. And nor do I feel like Cardi is either. I just feel like people <sighs> always do that with her. And it's just like, okay. You know, calm the fuck down. She's not. But that's it's a, not. An that's issue. a really like good conversation right. to have though, because there's a there's a thing between like the black community, the Afro Latina community, mm-hmm. and then just the Latinas who you know claim their uh, black background, but not many people really accept that as well. Exactly, and uh, to be honest, I don't think Cardi B is. I don't. I ain't never seen her say that she was fucking black. She, ever. she has. Yeah, I can remember. Show me that. Because it was a big thing. I want to see the, remember like, I when, see the um, there, Something happened where they kind of like called her out for it. Occasion. But I can remember one situation where they kind of called her out on it because they were saying that she's not really representing like black people or whatever and she just pushing the Hispanic side of her and she kind of like touched based on, you know, well, you know, I am Hispanic. Like, but she does claim like that she's an Afro-Latina. Which how um, do you how do you true, um, I don't view her how do you, you feel about that <laughs> since we kind of right there the whole Afro-Latinas? yeah like the whole I actually but as a whole though because I feel like the whole Afro Latina thing is just I have many people on my side of the family who are darker than all y'all mm-hmm. and 
I just happened to be one of them that didn't come out that skin tone. But my mom is like the darkest one out of her siblings and her daddy. He's darker than dark. And I just feel like where where is the line drawn for y'all? Like, is it skin color or is it background? Because I feel wait, wait, like wait. this. Before we continue. <clears throat> what? February 2018. Party <laughs> interview. Uh, in refre- in reference to her Afro Trinidadian and Dominican descent, um, she says, "quote I hate when people try to take my roots from me, because we know that there's African roots inside of us. Mm-hmm. I just I really just want people to understand that the color that I have and features that I have are not from two white people fucking." Uh, and then later on, she says, "I do not got to tell you I'm black. We came over here the same fucking way." Okay. And honestly, I can feel that. Where are you saying, Natalie? <laughs> I mean, basically... Because we're going to revisit but, those, those but comments later. Basically, what but he yeah. just quoted is basically what I'm saying. Like, there is... We have black background. Like, it is in our genes. So, for you, where mm-hmm. do you kind of draw that line at? You look black, but you're not actually black. Hispanics. Well, it's it's not even about that. I'm, and when we're talking about Hispanic and the Afro-Latinx community, that's a whole separate conversation because within the Latino community, they can barely get acceptance. Like, barely. But, that, but that's like, anybody there, community, There's that. Though. I mean, but everybody. When we're talking about, like, as far as, like, as Black Americans here in America, like, it's not, there's... We're kind of a melting pot amongst the diaspora. We know that Black people can create multiple different shades of everybody. Shit, we can create pretty much everyone. But what I'm saying when it comes to, you know, and this is one thing that I was very vocal on, Cardi, in the very beginning of her career. And one of the things that struck me about her is because I saw her, she spoke a lot on, like, Black issues. And that was what, that's the more, when I initially, like, saw her. Because I don't watch no fucking... Loving hip hop and shit like that. And I was just like, oh, you know, here we go. We got this Latinx girl, you know, talking about um, our shit, talking about us. I was like, okay, that's cool, you know, an ally. Because when I look at her, I don't, you know, I don't see no, oh, this is a black girl. I see a fucking Latinx girl in New York, off tops. And so that's the whole thing that I'm talking about as far as like, you know, being racially ambiguous and playing up on that, just like, you know, your Bruno Marses and shit like that, you know, Cardi B has that privilege. Whether we want to admit it or not, she has that privilege to where she's viewed in the Latino community as acceptable and on the white side as acceptable versus a black girl. And on the black, black side. You know, that's, that's it. You think yeah, and on the black side yeah. too. And that's a whole nother, that's a whole nother thing of colorism and we're not even about to go down. We that definitely lane. need to but save this I'm one in saying. our notes for a comeback. Yeah. Because <laughs> I don't think there's enough time on here for me to really go back and yeah. forth with you. <laughs> when, it, when it comes to colorism, that's a whole nother conversation. But I do feel like along the line, and then when I started seeing a lot of the fucked up things that Cardi did, that kind of played an attribute into like, oh no, I can't. I'm not. I'm good on her. I'm good on Cardi completely, okay. actually. So while we're teetering on this uh, line, how do y'all feel about Little Nas, Nas X's, uh, you know, debut and uh, how he kind of dwells in that two realms as well, kind of. With um, Old Town Road? Well, yeah, with the mainstream acceptance, and I feel like Black people kind of gave him a hard time at first, as well as the white community. Yeah, but, he was just having a tough time all around. <laughs> but now I feel like the Black people have more embraced him more than anything. Hmm. Oh. I don't feel like I don't really remember black people giving him a hard time. 
when Old Town Road came out. I thought it was just, at first I thought it was just like a meme thing that we were like, oh, this sounds cool, you know, and I saw all these memes with it, you know, and that was then the age when we were talking about black cowboys and stuff like that. You know, me being from Texas, it was like, okay, yeah, yeah. I'm with this. And so I thought it was just a meme. I didn't even know that it was yeah, a I didn't know song, you know. So, yeah, and then when I found out that it was a song, you know, it was on the billboard, I was like, oh, shit, you know, and then here goes this black, and it's a black boy that made it that uh, was, you know, this country song. And then, you know, the whole debacle with the billboards and shit like that. But I felt like it was cool, personally. I just don't remember, you know, black people not really, like, riding with it. I always thought, yeah, I always thought that black people was like, this shit is hard, and it goes, you know. But um, his new EP, uh, I like it. It's different as fuck. There's a lot of like different interesting sounds like where he like experiments with kind of like early 2000s punk rock sounds. Um, And I thought that was interesting, but I definitely think that Panini is the fucking song of that damn EP. That song is hard. (laughs) It's hard. It definitely rides. Did y'all hear Rodeo? What is going on? Oh, sorry. (laughs) Yes. Sorry, I'm hot. <laughs> uh, did y'all hot like uh, right Rodeo? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's real quiet. <laughs> no? Uh, All right. I, we can just uh, I haven't heard it, um, personally. But um, since we were on the... Uh, I hate to do this to you, X. Oh, Lord. Uh, the Cardi B <laughs> Nikki thing. Uh, Rodeo. I really don't like, you know, making everything about them, too. Then... Megatron. I don't think Megatron did what I think she thought it was gonna do. Um, I personally did not like it. It's not what I expected. Um, especially with her doing that whole hi- uh, hiatus thing, you know, disappearing from social media, things like that. When she came back, I thought she was gonna really come back, you know, back, like come back as like you know Nick the Nicki Minaj that I know. That's been my issue with Nicki Minaj over these last couple of years. I feel like she's not she's, delivering. She's yeah, she's not producing what I know she is capable of, and I don't know if it's that she's gotten comfortable, you know, in the realm that she's in right now. But I, I think I would like her to dig more into you know her roots, where she came from, exactly like that. But I don't feel like she seems to be going in that direction. I don't understand why. What's going on with the management or? The image, I don't, I don't get it. Um, same thing with the with the raw single. I, it, it didn't deliver what I was expecting with all these long hiatuses. Uh, these are both two, you know, well-established artists that I just feel like they're just they're they're comfortable. Uh, Rick and Ross had. I don't know if I was laughing at the. Um... At his what was it? His ooze at the end of every fucking line. I was like, okay, <laughs> ooze. <laughs> he was drawing them out. So I, I mean, I don't know what's going on? How I feel about um, the Nikki thing is a lot. It's kind of similar to what you said, Barrett, um, but a little, a little different. Um, Megatron wasn't what I expected at all. When y'all know when she was teasing Megatron, I sent y'all screenshots and I was like, Megatron. Mm -hmm. And I said specifically that I like that she is playing on the idea of her verse from Transformer, which to me was the hardest thing throughout her 
entire Queen era. But there will always be a respect that I have of course. for Nikki because she actually, she writes her shit. And I was watching that Genius interview where they were breaking down her lyrics and shit. And I thought that, I always think it's interesting getting into like rappers' mind and what they think when they're actually pinning their actual like verses and shit. Because that shit's, that's some shit I could never do. <laughs> I can't do it. I ain't got it like that. I could never do it. And that's some talent. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I definitely believe that, you know, people don't really pay attention to shit like that with this new age that we have going on the you know the craftsmanship in that but when it comes to megatron it wasn't what i wanted i wanted more of like you know megatron you know bad guy this and that you know because that's what i know i was comparing it to transformers so i was like megatron's the bad guy oh she's still going with this whole thing so i thought she was about to come out hard and instead she gave me this summer bop you know, it was definitely island. okay. I was trying to figure out how I wanted to yeah. describe it because I didn't hate it, but it's not something that I'm just trying to bang. Yeah, it it was like a it, it was, was cool. an island summer bop that I definitely know will be played in the mm-hmm. club. It's definitely gonna be played, and I know people are I, a lot of people like it, but it's just like for me, it wasn't what I wanted. But I had to really sit back and like really adjust and think. I about, was pissed because I thought it was what is be it? Album. <laughs> no, nah, I knew it wasn't yeah, gonna be an album, but. <laughs> but I uh I had to sit back and think. I was like, well, what is what is it? You know? <laughs> and I was looking at it because ever since Nikki has came out, and I'm gonna be honest, I'm gonna be real honest about this. I put her in this box. And I don't know whether it's because I remember her, you know, mixtape, you know, when she was freestyling on DVDs and shit like that. I remember her rise, you know what I'm saying? When she was spitting. And then when she, you know, hit it, you know, she got signed to YMCMB. She came out with this pop shit. And I was just like, I'm not feeling it. Like, I don't like it. Like, I'm more into your hip hop, this and that. And I started putting her into this box. And then I remember they were like asking her, like, you know, what was the deal with, you know, you doing the pop thing? And then she was like, you know, I felt like people were telling me what I can, the type of music that I can and cannot make. And I was like, nah, fuck that. You can't tell me as an artist what I can make. I'm going to prove to you that I can make a pop song and it can hit the charts and do this yeah. and that. And so I had to really like adjust like how I looked at Nikki, especially when it came to Megatron, because I was kind of like everybody else, like, damn, you know, I wanted this and that. And, you know, then I had to break down the elements of the song. And I was like, OK, if we're looking at the elements of the song, it is a good song. It does kind of level up to like the summer, it, a summer anthem. My but, other issue with the song. What Ugh. the fuck does Megatron have to do with anything in that song? It's a reference to the Transformer. visual has nothing to do with Megatron. The visual was yeah no. The, the song, I didn't even the watch the video. Was not which it. That's not I usually do. The visual was not it, but I do think that the reference, as far as her writing, was a reference to the Transformer verse when she was like. Some call me Nikki, some call me Megatron, and then she just kind of played on that in this one, but. Uh, um... I personally just wanted her to go ham on this song. I just, I wanted, you know, I wanted, like, looking ass nigga. nigga. That's what I wanted. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like, right here, right then and here, right right there on that that whole song. But she just didn't give me that. But, I mean, I guess, like I said, like, I had to readjust and realize what she was doing. And I think where she's at in this place in time in her life, you know, she's just, she doesn't feel like she really owes anybody yeah, anything. Like she and she also, yeah, she's just happy. Like, she's just doing what she wants to do. And because she felt like making a random ass summer bop, I guess, she made it. And it's not what I wanted, but I mean, 
I mean, I guess. I mean, you know, somebody gonna like it. There's people who like it, so yeah, it's not, not for fair. Um, I used to be a huge Nicki fan. I'm not. I'm still a Nicki fan. I'm just where not a she's huge at. One. <laughs> not anymore. I just don't understand. Like when she did the whole star thing, I was still riding through that whole you know roller coaster. I hated it. I, stayed, I hated I it. On the train, I was like, I see what she's doing. She's doing. She's doing the money grab. I get it. I get it. Get your money. But then I I didn't understand it at that time that it was just like a you know it was a it was a hustle. And then when I think that the shift for me was when Remy got out of jail. Um, when Remy got out, I thought they were gonna do a more so of like a, I guess like a buddy buddy you know link up. Yeah, just I apologize. It's cool. Like reintroduce Remy to you know. The society pretty much, you know, outside of New York, I yeah. feel like people really didn't know who Remy was. And anybody in New York can speak to Remy's, you know, popularity. She was the Nikki before Nikki. And then when she went away, that's when, you know, Nikki stepped into the spot because she was pretty much the only one left. Mm-hmm. So when Remy came out and they, like, it didn't happen and they just started beefing, I'm just like, what the fuck is going on? Uh, I think for me, like what really solidified that I was like a fan of Nicki was the pink print. The pink print, I still feel like that's Nicki Minaj's best album ever. <laughs> like she, I felt like it was the deepest. I felt like she was delivering solid ass bars on that album. You know, I, I was impressed. But like I said, you know me, I, like when it comes to lyricism and like getting into people's lyrics, like I really appreciate like somebody that can write their own shit because I just feel like that's some talent. Like, um, when people are just writing and pinning, I think that shit's so beautiful how they can apply that shit to a beat and just effortlessly and, like, freestyle that shit. Like, that, to me, I'm like, damn. Like, you know, that that in itself is just watching magic to me because this is, like, that's some shit I can't do. Like, I can sing to you all day. All day. We can sing. I can hit a note. I can play an instrument. I can do that all day. But something about writing and, like, putting that to a beat, that's just, just that, that amazes me. So I always will always have a respect for somebody that can do that but i agree i mean i know you said you rode through the starships phase but for me that shit was i was not really with it and at that time i wasn't understand that nikki was trying to break into you know a different you know crowd but still for me i wanted like you know straight up bars nikki give me straight up bars how did you feel about the j cole two-pack i what is the name of the song the first song i gotta gotta pull that up Uh with Jid, Jaddy. No, what is the name? With uh, Ariana Lennox, Omen, Todd Dollar. Oh Ty yeah, Dollar, whatever. Yeah, and that was a good song. But that damn down bad. Yeah, that shit. I was not ready for him to come out. Oh, uh, spitting up, that goddamn fast. I was like, oh, wait. But everybody, everybody delivered on that yeah. track. I was like, damn. And you know, right now, like now the conversation is like, okay, like Dreamville is producing, like they're producing, like all of their artists yep. are. And now the conversation is like, what is TDE really Ooh. doing? That's real. And that's a real honest question. Like with their roster, that, what are they doing? They do have that Vegas festival coming up where both groups song. Yeah. Roster, and that's gonna go. Yeah. That that's, that's why I'm trying to get in there. Amazing. That whole festival. I'm trying to show Saturday, up, man. that Saturday show with uh, Travis Scott and all the basically all the hood niggas. Oh my god! Like it, that Saturday is gonna go up. Yeah, I don't know. I just think that's a real honest question, though. Is like, what is TDE doing at this point? And I'm just like, as a J Cole fan, are we ever gonna get 
you know, I like what the J. Cole and um, Kendrick song that we've been they asking for for years. Album. I've seen a rumor that says the album is coming really, really soon. Yeah, that we got that that uh fucking news like two years <laughs> no, ago. No, but this <laughs> back when they did that Black Friday joint. <laughs> this one seems a bit more concrete. I'm like, shit. Are we ever gonna get it? I mean, it's cool if we don't. I mean, both y'all are clearly busy, you know, with everything. I know um Dreamville dropped that shit, and I was just like, whoa, two tracks. Did y'all watch the video? Like curious what this next album is gonna be. I the did video not. is even, like it just helps it mold even more together. You gotta watch the video like, with that. Down bad. Shit, I didn't even know that. I didn't even know they had a video. I did not know this video. Yeah, don't worry. I'll be checking that out pretty soon. But those two tracks, I feel like we're good as hell, man. I I don't know, like, but I, a part of me, I was waiting to hear what y'all had to say. Because I feel like I can be a bit biased when it comes to Jake. No, I mean, I, I love everything he put out, so. <laughs> yes, like everything. So, this man does not yeah, miss for me, yeah. so it's like. Uh, at all, so. Yeah, I don't know, man. I just feel like, I feel like somebody that slept on to is Gold Link. Like, Gold I heard that Link, album's really good. Thanks for reminding me. Let me put that. It's, it's good. It's really, it's different, but it's it's really good. Like, um, oh my God. Oh, real quick. How, since we're talking about hip hop, how do y'all feel about this freshman list? I actually like it. I love it, actually. I, yeah, I like it. I think it's. I think love would be a whole like really like me exaggerating they got it, right? it. I just feel like I was like you know I was pleased when I saw it. I was like, oh, okay, that <laughs> works. You know that works. Like this, this works. I could see this. Yeah, I had to do like you know a little bit. I was kind of like, eh, number freshman. Let me just you know breeze past it but then i like looked again i'm like wait they actually did it right they actually got it right. i was i was impressed i was like okay okay um with a lot of the people that they had on there i was just like damn i know there was this one dude that this one of the people that i work with they're playing his music and they just played his music for me like two weeks ago before the um, roddy rich no he's the yk, oh, YK i think that's his name yeah him they're playing his music for me and I was like okay and then when I saw him on there I was just like oh that was that dude that I was just listening to his music like two weeks ago so it was I mean they're popping and they got their thing going I think the real the real thing about these um freshman lists is just to see how far these people are going to make it in their careers I think that's like what everybody is banking on because I think we haven't had a real real successful list that I would say since Nipsey's cover when Nipsey was on there. And that was when Big Sean was on there, J. Cole was on there, Wiz Khalifa was on there, Nipsey was on there. Like, pretty much a solid-ass four that I just named off. They were all successful in their was like the, like the LeBron draft, uh, draft? Yeah. That shit, they, they all took off. So, I mean, I it's just interesting with these lists just to kind of see who they name and to see whose career, what they do with their career going forward. I already know that Megan Thee Stallion is yes. solidified. And at this point, yeah. I'm kind of feeling that way about the baby. Too. Yeah, I like the baby like the and what is... he put out. I know you said that um, someone oh, said... His beats are yeah. all the same. But <laughs> I like him. I like him. Wait, did I go to the next song? <laughs> yeah, it's like, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> like is this a loop? How do y'all feel about loop? Rico Nasty? I like, I like her, too. I feel like she's definitely... Actually, it's it's a mood. For some people, you know, I don't think everyone's going to be into mm. her, but I love her freaking just how she put herself out there. I like the different. I like 
I like what she bring in. And um, since we're talking about female rappers, y'all should get into Tierra Whack. I know because Tierra Whack. Uh, yeah, yeah, Tierra Whack. She her her project was a little different because I think her songs are only like what a minute long. Each song is only a minute long, but it's really interesting. Like it's a really interesting album. So if y'all get a chance, like get into her shit because she's pretty. It's pretty legit, and it was legit to see her on the freshman list too. So, but we already knew Megan. Uh-huh. We already knew. We already know what she could do. So. We don't need to boost her. We don't need to gas her anymore because Megan is going to do what she needs to do. So we're not going to gas her no more. But um, somebody that I, I got my eye on right now that I'm really paying attention to, and it was primarily after the BET Awards and after this freshman list, was YBN Corday. Like, he was on the list, right? I'm pretty sure he was yeah. on the list. I don't think he is yeah, on. he's on there. Yeah, I think he's on the list. Like, I got my eye on him. Like, I'm watching him, because him at the BET Awards, what he did with her, literally, like, I was shook in here. Like, I was like, damn, that was deep. And then he was spitting. He was actually spitting, which is saying a lot for the YBN crew. (laughs) I don't think they get enough credit. I, you know, I my brother said something about YBN Corday. He even said he was like, you should listen to YBN Corday. Like, he's actually, like, like, listen to him. Namir is probably my favorite. Namir, he's cool. He's more like the hype man to me. Like, I'm, if I listen to any of his shit, I'm gonna get hype as fuck. But like Corday, like he, just the way he was flowing, you know, on that her track, and then they just dropped a track today, I believe, together. Like his flows, they're very mature to me for somebody that's a part of the YBN group. And he definitely is. Uh, he to me seems like he would be a part of a damn Dreamville. He does. That's how. Yeah, strong his flow is. I feel like a lot of and... people sleep on the new guys. Like, I don't feel like little baby gets enough respect. Um, mm. right, if you listen, listen, you need to listen to what he's saying. <laughs> I've listened to that one song he got. What is the song that started with my started off just friends? I listened to that song and I was just like, okay. everything I, I don't think it's that's either. enough. He's actually triple. <laughs> I was like, that's enough. Of I actually him for haven't me. really listened to him. He's he's okay, and I really didn't appreciate his effort at the BET Awards. Him and um, Young Miami had the same amount of effort. What on that happened? Stage, where they like, got yeah. I don't fucking know, but I, if that happened to them, that was actually warranted because they just were stale as hell. And why Young Miami had dancers, so it's just like, damn, how can you how can you mess <laughs> this work up? On it, you know? <laughs> I, I know you don't want to be a rapper, but shit, what is <laughs> you just he's supposed to get out try? in the next three months. Well, that's good for city girls i hope city girls oh fans yes are, you, you know, know for the longest time i was confused as to why she was not around and then i was like oh she's in jail because when they came out with the video i was like okay there's miami but where's the other girl at <laughs> yeah that i don't know but she needs to come back and you know revive the energy or they just need to split up, you know. Well, you know, how much, stage do, you know? how much stage shit has Young Miami actually done, though? I feel like... I mean, apparently these last couple of performances, she's been... No, like, she's real she stuff. doesn't like performing. Apparently. Yeah, I was about to say, I thought I, like... Because I don't think she really do that. So I feel so, like it's just... I don't think she likes she gotta... being a rapper in general. <laughs> that's I think that's what she, they, they said that, you know, she wasn't... She was like, the only reason why I'm doing this is because um, JT and blah, 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 and I'm not the rapper of the group, which is obvious that she's not. But I don't know. I mean, I just feel like her energy wasn't there. It's the BET Awards. Come on. I mean, I know you don't like performing, but it's the BET Awards. Yeah, the Hopefully when her girl come back, she get back, right? Yeah. I would have fucking made sure. That yeah, ain't no, way. Hard as hell. <laughs> ain't no way. Ain't no way. I'm going to close my hell. eyes and do it. <laughs> 
because shit, with the way the industry, especially the rap industry, is going now, niggas come and go. Maybe to be and... fair, she is pregnant. Uh, I'll give her some slack a little bit, I guess. She was just twerking. She was. All right, I was just trying to give her something. I'm sorry. Pregnant. Well, as you hell. know, being pregnant, it comes with mood swings. So leave it alone. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess I'll give that to her. She's pregnant, so whatever. We're just gonna leave that at How that. How y'all feel about the? Uh, I don't know. Yeah, the Chris Brown Drake song. Oh, I love you that shit. Yeah, that shit. <laughs> that shit. That's a vibe. I know. I know. There's some people that didn't like it, but I was like, they oh. go together so well. Honestly, they do. It they do. And it was just like this is what we were missing. I mean, we kind of got a hint back when they did the Deuces remix. Cause Drake popped his ass on that on that remix, and that shit was real. I was just like, "Oh, I like this vibe with the both of them." I felt when I heard the J Cole Drake song uh, in the morning when they played it they in did the morning. Song. Yeah, oh my God. and honestly, they released this video where they were riding in a car together somewhere. I don't know where it was, but this was recent. They were riding in the car yeah. together. Yeah, no, this was. I, I think it only happened once, that was but this when, was recently. Uh, he went when J Cole came out to L A. And I think Drake picked him up. That's when the whole Kanye yeah. beef was going on. Cause uh, Cole feel away about Kanye, and apparently I don't know. If well, yeah, did you? Uh, you see Kanye started uh, putting out something. No, with... that was this was way before all of that. So oh. and recently, recently Kanye audio leaked, and I'm pretty sure Cole and Drake are waiting on that because I'm pretty sure they about to, they want to eat Kanye. Yeah. Is this the Yandi? Is this the Yandi the Yandi track? I am ready to it. Somebody made an interesting point about Kanye. Hmm. And I think it is that, you know, niggas is pressed over Kanye and niggas is trying to come for Kanye, but Kanye is a producer at the end of the day. If we really want to be real, if we really want to, if we're going to talk about Kanye, he is a producer and he's a genius when it comes to that. And can't nobody take that away from him. No matter the dumbass shit that he may say and do a lot of the times, he is a producer. And I could see the artistry in Kanye. Um, and I saw that when I went to the damn uh Coachella. When I went to Coachella and I saw his Sunday, um his Sunday. I heard that it was really uh, it was it was interesting. It was really good. The God spin on his own songs and like the musical, how everything was um, the arrangement of the music. And it was just, it was really interesting and it was really cool, but I just felt like it was the wrong place. Like, people were at Coachella smoking weed and shit at this Sunday <laughs> service. It was just, I felt uncomfortable. I felt like God was about to fucking come down on our asses right there. <laughs> like, no, not here. <laughs> yeah, this I had ain't... to move. I was like, yo, this ain't my type of scene, <laughs> no, but it was them. just, it was, it was, it was good though. It was it was cool, but I just feel like people miss that. Like I understand people feeling away about you know Kanye's moves. Like even Jay, even Jay Z feels away about Kanye. Um, but I do feel like there's a point where Jay Z is never gonna disrespect Kanye, in which he hasn't. He has not disrespected Kanye, and I that's why I respect well, him. Old, you know, now old, if they feel like, and, and yeah, I mean, I feel like if you. they have beef, yeah, communicate that shit. Yeah. I feel like if they got beef, like I said, talk, sit and t- have a conversation. He probably definitely made, made that phone call, though. I yeah. believe that. But I feel like Drake got bigger fish to fry because he left some shit unfinished last oh. year and tried to push that shit I, off on Jay anyway, Prince, and I'm not with that shit. on the topic of Drake, how do y'all think about your boy? <laughs> I did oh. not watch it. Oh, 
Don't even, don't, no, hold on. Don't even, oh my God, because we were supposed to be watching shit last night and you went with Handmaid's Tale, so. Last night? Yeah. What were y'all supposed to be watching? I I I wanted to watch the episode of Euphoria, but uh, it ain't happened. Oh. If you would have let me know, I would have watched it with you because I did watch it. How many episodes have you seen? I just I've seen. Are you serious? Oh God, I'm watching it tonight. It's okay. We can rewatch. We can rewatch. We can rewatch. It's fine because I. It's that good that I'll rewatch it. It's really intense. It's intense as fuck. I I think it's really good, but I think the portrayal of anxiety is so interesting and it's so good because the way that they shoot it. Yeah. And I'm just about to like you know nerd out right now on like cinematography and like you know a a director's view. But the way that they shoot this shit to me was so genius and smart because a lot of the episode to me feels fast, but slow at the same time. And anybody that's dealt with drugs that knows like the highs and the lows, a lot of the time it feels like that. It feels like, damn, like we've been up for hours and we've only been up uh, for like 10 minutes. <laughs> yeah, 10 yeah. minutes, you know? So that's what the show feels like. And it's a lot happening and it's moving fast, but at the same time, it's not. And I just feel like the cinematography and the way that they shoot things and Zendaya is just a hidden gem. Zendaya like, I in thought, acting is beautiful. Yeah, I thought, you know, I was like, okay, you know, I'm just going to go here to see what Zendaya is going to do. You know, I wasn't, I wasn't expecting the performance that I got from her in Euphoria. Because it was definitely, it was jarring to watch. And it was hurt. It was, it was hard to watch a lot of her scenes because it was just like, damn. And a lot of it I could relate to as well. So it was just like, fuck, like that shit, that's tough. But I think, like, a lot of people are getting all bent because they just don't think that it's realistic. But when we, when I sit back and think about my high school career, I wouldn't necessarily say that it was, like, euphoria. But I do know, I know, like, there's, I knew kids in Saginaw, in Saginaw, Texas, who were a lot like a, a lot of the kids in this damn show that all they did was, you know, get high, you know, drink and do all of that shit. Like, I knew somebody that had alcohol poisoning in fucking junior high school in Saginaw. Mm -hmm. You know, ridiculous. Like, shit like that. So, a lot of these stories, like, people are just so bent, like, oh, well, why are we telling these, these, this is a teen drama, but it's so mature, but let's be real, like, these kids are out Mm -hmm. here and experiencing this shit. So, Regardless of how you want to view it, regardless if you want your kids to view it, I mean, I think that they should, at a certain age, like 16, definitely they should be watching this show just to kind of be aware. But because they already know. Yeah, they know. You know, freshman year is light. Um, But definitely as you move up, you definitely feel all that shit start to weigh on you. Yeah. So. I don't know. Especially in today's age, all these kids are popping, you know, pills. Yeah. And the music, at, like at I said, it couldn't give it to this music. The, like, the music definitely is a heavy influence. But even, like, when we were in high school, like, it was still, it was still a thing that was going on where people were doing drugs. Yeah. And then I think I like the idea that they're playing with with the whole drugs concept and, like, what are you masking? And that's been a con- that's been a, a big, heavy theme this past year, you know, with the passing of uh, Mac Miller, which the guy named Fez yeah, he looked in the show. Yeah, exactly like him. Spitting image of him, which kind of is jarring to me, me and it's kind of emotional because it's like, fuck, because you know, this show is so heavy about that. 
and what happened to Mac. But, you know, even with Mac Miller's passing and, you know, Kids See Ghost and, you know, them talking in the themes mm-hmm. of that album, them talking about drugs. And then also J. Cole talking about, you know, um, KOD, Kids on Drugs. Mm-hmm. So just like these kind of the, playing with these themes and like what it means and what are we masking and then like giving us this whole new perspective of the kids that kind of grew up that were kind of born post 9-11. Because I think a lot of us, we're, we remember and can remember exactly where we were when 9-11 happened. We were old enough to remember that day, clear as day, but these kids that weren't, that, grow up, that grew up past that time, that's what this story is about. And I think it's just an interesting narrative that I've never thought about, personally. I never really thought about the effects of that. And I think one of the things that Zendaya, Zendaya's character says that really kind of like hit me, she was like one day, she was like, I wasn't like molested. I wasn't abused by a family member. Mm-hmm. So can somebody tell me what the fuck is wrong with me? Because I don't have a clue. And I think that that is just, I thought that that was one of the more brilliant lines. And I thought it was really honest because of a lot of times, like people think like, oh, if you're depressed and you got anxiety and here we go, referencing episode two of the podcast that we talked about the last time. Man, we was there before someone else was there, you know? We were, you know, um, but I think a lot of the times people think that once when you have these issues, some something traumatic should be happening to you. And a lot of the times it's just the, the brain is wired the way shit just happens and your brain just can't compute mm-hmm. it. And that's what it, triggers all it's these It's because things. of things that don't even necessarily happen to you. Just things like exactly that you intake and it, you don't realize it at the time, how deeply it affects you. But the show is heavy. The show is heavy as hell. I don't think they, they sugarcoat anything. I think the show really like gives it to you hardcore, but the actors, they handle the content so damn well and they take it so seriously that you take it seriously. So it's just, it's interesting. It's an interesting um, show. And I'm to say the least, I'm going to continue to watch it because I'm intrigued to where these characters are going to go. I'm sorry. So Natalie, whenever you want to watch sorry. it, just let me know. We can watch it again. Cool. It's nothing. I got an off day tomorrow, so I might binge a little bit. You watched the whole season? It's only it's only two episodes. Oh. Wait, wait, what is it on? On H- oh, okay. HBO. Nigga, you so you got time. information. I'm sorry, what? Nothing. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Whatever, bro. <laughs> Whatever, bro. Um, y'all got anything else to add? We pretty much hit everything uh, except uh the student debt cancellation which i really don't i mean i feel like that doesn't even need much reaching into uh yeah, that do shit's it. dope <laughs> yeah <laughs> that shit's crazy that um that that oh, shit's yeah. finally but really let my happening. eyes get, let me get in college real quick i know first. right i'm like shit let Before me start <laughs> canceling debt shit let me get my ass in there you know get a degree so y'all can cancel my shit out please that's the whole reason why i'm here anyway that's cool <laughs> whatever but i mean yeah what else do we want to touch bases on the singles? Uh, eh, no, we can no. <laughs> I just would like to say this, and I'm gonna go on record and say this. I think that everybody should listen to YG's "For Real, For Real" uh, tribute to uh, Nipsey Hussle. It is great. It is a great ass album. You know, minus the uh, really, G Easy like feature. It. G minus the G Easy feature. No, <laughs> solid. You had to re- solid ass album man jeezy's trash and i'll go on record and say that um like we were saying earlier 
Um, hopefully he hears this, but um, and hopefully he hears this and gets some motivation to step your shit up when you're on a track with Kamaya and YG because that was absolutely ridiculous, especially for you to be from the Bay and to come oh like that. Oh. It was just I was like, come on, you're from the Bay and you're on the track with Kamaya. Come on, bro. Like you gotta you gotta big up your shit because your features have been ass lately. Oh. To the point where I'm not gonna listen to your album. He's not I'm just going not going to. to. X feels so strongly about things. I love it. <laughs> I do. I mean, I was listening to this track with YG and Kamaya, and it was just slapping. Like I was in my fucking car, like thinking, like, damn, I know that somebody next to me in the car is looking at me and probably <laughs> cracking the fuck up because I am so lit right now. And then Jeezy came on and ruined it, and I had to bring it to the podcast to let y'all know how pissed off I was because. There's no reason why. And I know there's a lot of people in California that are probably like, mm, give Jeezy a chance and blah, 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 blah. <laughs> I'm like, nah, fuck that. You're not coming with it. I know people that rap in um, fucking, that are from the Bay that goes harder than you, including Kamaya and oh. including SLBRBE. They go harder than you, fam. Like, and they were going through some fucking drama and they still fucking killed it at Coachella. <laughs> so, I mean, I don't know. I don't know what the disconnect is, but hopefully somebody gets you know, into g Easy and lets him know that he needs to change what he's doing because what he's doing right now isn't working for him. It's just not. Well, then. He's coming off as mad corny. But that's all. That's really all I have to say. You know, <laughs> I don't want to hold y'all up too long. Yeah, I just wanted to throw that little two cents in there on his ass. But oh, go G-Eazy listen to YG. crying too hard right now. I hope he isn't, you know. But most importantly, go listen to YG. Stream him. Um, stream Stay Dangerous. Uh, stream um, for real for real great album just great quality hood ass uh, fucking content go loco hey hey all right um so this has been uh episode four of land of the hopeless hopefully y'all got enough content to hold y'all over till next week uh but yeah we'll 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 be back i promise Mm-hmm. Um, we're gonna try to work on these delays <laughs> yeah we, we it ain't gonna happen again like this promise we're working yeah um but that's it all right y'all all right see y'all Bye. later